What up, y'all? I'm JT, Chef Tickles, the Alaskan Sniper. I'm here with your boy, Chris Easy, Deuces Minus One, and Chris Evans. What up, what up? We're joined here with our man, Big Daddy, the boy himself, Raf Sani. What it do, baby? DB, the assassin, Sharp Knuckles. How's it going? And let's get into it. This is Hoop Session. All right, what up, guys? Welcome back to episode 16 of Hoop Session. It's been a while since we uh, since we seshed, but uh, I think we're all ready for this one. We got along... A lot of topics to talk about. We're just going to be uh, kind of discussing what's been jumping out to us over the the first couple of weeks of the season. Now that we've actually got a good uh, net of games to kind of base our opinions on, um, I'm going to go first, and anybody can kind of jump in after me. Is Julius Randle? Kid is balling. Something I forgot about him was that he uh, he actually got injured. He broke his leg his very first game of his career. Mm-hmm. Wow. I actually forgot about that with the Lakers. Now that he's back, I think it's like his third or fourth year. Dude is cooking. I've seen him on um, Instagram training with that that trainer, Tyler Ralph. I don't know if you guys have seen him, but he looks nice. He looks lean. He's getting like triple doubles out there for the Knicks. And uh, they're four and three, surprisingly. So, DB, did you uh, have you been watching Julius Randle? I, I have been watching him a little bit. I actually really wanted to draft him in our fantasy league. I just didn't – obviously, it just didn't work out that way. But I've been – like. Me and Frass have been pretty much talking this guy up for like three years now. And he's, yeah. he's always kind of, he's, he's been good. He, he's always a double double pretty much. Like every season, he's, he's pretty close mm-hmm. to that. But he's been knocking down threes in like longer range Jays now, which is to yeah. me, like if you could add that to his game, he's a workhorse already, right? He, mm-hmm. he could be something special, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's got, he's working on his handle too. That's the cool thing. Frass, what about him? Yeah, he was the one piece I wish the Lakers kept. Because I always liked him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I thought he had potential because uh, he wasn't like a traditional big man because that's how he kind of played at the beginning. But you mm-hmm. can tell that he, uh, he, he can adapt because he, he kind of has the body for it. But uh, and, and I guess he's proving it this year. Like Dinar said, he's shooting like, I think, 41% from three or something like that. Um, so far. <laughs> I mean, it's only like seven, seven games. But, I mean, it's well, still, still, yeah, unbelievable, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like him. I'm a big fan. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just like that's catapulting the team to actually play well also. You got anything to add, Chris, on Julius Randle balling out? Well, when they drafted Obi Toppin, I really didn't think – I really thought they thought very poorly of Julius Randle because why are you drafting a promising power forward when you have a bunch of power forwards on your team already, especially one named Julius Randle? But haven't really watched many Knicks games, but the stat lines are quite impressive. And they're coming against quite solid teams too. Like they destroyed the Bucks the other other a few days yeah. ago, which was quite yeah. like holy shit. This team is real. Like I don't know if it's real, but maybe they're real for the first half of the season, and then teams will catch up because like the Knicks didn't make the playoff bubble, right? So they're just have been chilling since March, really. And last season was a dud for them, anyways. So they had nothing to lose going into this season. So it's balls to the wall for them. That's why I think they're doing so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they got a new coach as well. So yeah, um, tips. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. Very good coach. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me throw a quick star bench cut to you guys. Uh, DB, you can go first. <laughs> so this will be a power forward position. Steven Jackson, Chris Bosch, Amari Stoudemire. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I think I'll go with the cut first. I'll, I'll just straight up just cut Steven Jackson. Yeah, like him a lot. I just don't think he's up to the caliber of the other two. Just yeah, he's not in not that there. league. He's not no, in that league. no. I don't. I don't think he's like. I think that was an easy cut. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that that one was easy. This one's a little bit harder, but out of respect, I okay. So I'm gonna give it two ways. One way is what I think, just from the outside, just what I think straight up, which is to start Chris Bosh and bench Amari Stoudemire. But the other way I would think is Chris Bosh is the type of dude that could actually take a bench roll and be okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, like I, I could see him coming off the bench and bench. Yeah. That's all right, you know, get more more buckets on the second second unit or whatever, right? Yeah, I, Amari, I don't think he could come off the bench, but otherwise, yeah, I I think Chris Bosh is the best player there for sure. Yeah, good point. Anybody disagree? I think um, Amari is a good bit off the bench just because well, he's an assistant coach now for the Nets, is he not? So I mean, mm-hmm. I think Chris Bosh yeah, has that pedigree where you have to start him and you keep Amari coming off the bench and get that energy. But yeah, I do agree. Mm-hmm. Steven Jackson cut. Yeah, Steven <laughs> Jackson. Unfortunately, as, as, even yeah. though he's my favorite player, probably out of the three. Yeah, <laughs> like, I love Amari too. But yeah, 
I just uh, I just listened to the um, all the smoke where Amare was actually on Stephen Jackson's podcast. All the smoke, it was it was really good. They were ta- he was talking about uh, yeah his next days and all that kind of stuff. So, um, DB, why don't you give us one of your uh, one of your notes for today? All right, let's do it. Uh, shoot. All right, so let's start with the let's all do our biggest upsets, I guess, first, and then we'll jump into some questions. Yeah. Uh, our, our biggest surprise, I guess, for the season. Uh, minus all these blowouts, man. Like, I, I honestly don't know where they're coming from, but, like, to me, players should care more than this. I know it's just a regular season game and, you know, you go through the motions, but to me, it was always disrespectful when someone, like, beat me down like that. Like, and, and it's happening in front of millions of people, right? Like, I think they should have a little bit more pride. So that's, for me, that's been surprising so far, for sure. Yeah, super surprising. Travis, did you notice that as well? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, 50, what was it, 51 points? <laughs> that was, I mean, when Dallas uh, whooped the Clippers. Uh, yeah. I mean, apart from that, no. I mean, it has been considerably higher. Um, I don't know what, what it is. Are teams more tired? Like, what's going on? Like, less defensive mm-hmm. things? I, I, don't, I don't understand. Because it's not just shitty teams being blown out. Good teams mm-hmm. are getting blown out. Like, it's, yeah. it's going both ways. Yeah. Um, I hope, I really, really hope that it starts to tighten up a bit. Uh, <laughs> um, just as a fan, purely as, as a fan. Because uh, it's not fun when, when, the, when that's happening. When you want to change the channel, like, uh, I, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Oh. Chris, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but something I noticed is like, I think it has something to do with the scheduling restructure, you know, the fact that they're playing kind of like the baseball series. So, you know, if you're playing the same team back to back in the same city, you know, and you're matching up against, well, I don't know, Derek Rose, and he kind of gives it to you the first night, then you work on it, you watch tape, you guys are ready for that same game plan that you just saw, and then you come out and you beat him by 30. I don't know, as an example, right? So yeah, I didn't deep dive too deep into it to fucking actually go look at the games and whatnot. But that mm-hmm. that's happened. What happened with the net, uh, the Nets, right? With Charlotte, tight game. They fucking put on a show, KD and Kyrie, and then the next game they got they got blown out. So, Chris, do you notice that? It is, yeah. Like from personal experience as well, playing the same team back to back, like on a weekend. Um, I've done it a couple times in Scotland, and it's quite. Not, I don't want to say unmotivating, but if you stomp a team the first day and then you have to go back and play them the next day or the uh, day after, it's like, oh, shoot, we got to play these guys again. Like, we just beat them. So you do take that. There's some mental bit of it where you're like, oh, yeah, okay, we got to play these guys. We just whooped them. Like, whatever, we'll play them again. And then that's when Mm -hmm. those are the trap games where, like, a team like Charlotte can beat up on a team or can beat a team like the Nets or, like, Mm-hmm. a team like what's it called um the Knicks beating up on the Bucks. so it is I feel like the schedule change is a very massive like change in the way players are playing as in like they don't give and they don't give their full all one game and then the next game they do also it's just mm-hmm. what 10 games into the season if that's seven games eight games and I think if mm-hmm. people are still in preseason mode especially teams that have been playing in the bubble they're like oh mm-hmm. fuck, it's just preseason they're still long time to go but i think once Mm -hmm. that second half of the season schedule comes out that half of that season is going to be intense for people jockeying for playoff position Mm -hmm. but right now it's just sort of like let's just stay in the hunt let's just stay in the top nine teams like the top teams like brooklyn milwaukee um the celtics like they're like oh let's just stay in the top top nine teams of the east Mm -hmm. and then once the second half of the season comes along we'll kick it into high gear yeah. yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, sorry, DB, go but go like go the, you know, the, the, the playoff picture opens up a little bit, right? So, you know, you don't have to win all these games in a short season to squeeze into eight, yeah. eight seed, right? You just got to get to 10. So, DB, what did you have? Two things. I like how you threw, uh, uh, Chris, I like how you threw Boston in there. That was good. Um, as one of those elite <laughs> teams is going to make it no matter what. That was, just, that was, cool. that was a good touch. Um, just to play devil's advocate to what you guys are saying as well. I get it. I get that it's, it's one of those things you get to play someone twice. You know, it's, it's, especially when you know you're going to blow out a team the first, first night, like you said, you don't come out as prepared for the second night. I get all that good stuff. But for me, it's a pride thing. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like a, a man with a middle name, Jeffrey, would have never, ever, ever let anything <laughs> like that happen. That's all I got to say, right? Like back then, yeah. they, they, they took it more personal. Like when you, when you already beat me by 20 and you're pushing it to 30, you're pushing it to 40, at some point, 
There has to be fights breaking out. There has to be hard fouls. Like, don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I feel like Jordan is always the exception to like the rule or like Jordan's always the exception to just life. I don't know. Like you can't expect (laughs) every team to just have MJ. Right. So it's, it's really interesting to me how it's almost just becoming more like obviously way more analytical, but just way more like, like this is a business decision. Okay. We're down 25 halfway through the third. KD, rest, you're playing tomorrow. Like, they just give up rather than, like, okay, maybe they can cut it down to 15 and then chip away and the bench plays well, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, let's cut our losses. We beat them yesterday. We'll lose today. Cool, let's go uh, look forward, right? I think the pride thing is not, like, a game-to-game basis. Obviously, for the Nets, they have bigger aspirations. But maybe for Charlotte, maybe for a young team like that, but I think for like a, a you know a Nets team with KD something like that they're like sure Charlotte go ahead <laughs> feel okay for one night man have um, you yeah. seen have you seen Sacramento play this season yeah it's literally yeah, watching yeah, yeah. Hosan Whiteside it's the worst like player to watch in terms of like caring about winning a game yeah it looks like he's literally that there himself. that man checked out when he got his two K rating and his paycheck man. He he one hundred percent checked out when he got paid. It was over. Yeah, yeah. That was like the worst thing that ever happened. Meeting he's DJ never Tyler been checked in, and then man. getting paid was the worst thing ever. <laughs> he's never been checked in. Honestly, he's always been one of those guys who is just like, "I'll try when I want to. I can yeah. try." I feel like he doesn't even yeah. love basketball. You know, he's just like, "I'm good at it." <laughs> Like he was, uh, makes money. That's, that's what I yeah straight up. Yeah. <laughs> I watched He's him like, play big. live. Yeah, I watched him play live in uh, Portland last year or whatever season that was, um, in like a back to back kind of situation. So I could see his similar to what we were just talking about, see his mindset. But like he's just in person. He's just by far the biggest dude out there. And you just see, he's like, okay, this possession, I'm going to run up and down the court, get an one, get a dunk, get a block. And then, okay, this time I'm kind of tired and Dame has the ball, so I'm just going to literally jog and look at the fucking crowd. Actually, like, it actually looks like, yeah, yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's disgraceful. But um, just jumping forward to an, an, another point. So we've been talking about blowouts um, in terms of team blowouts, but we haven't really seen a lot of big numbers until somebody named Wardell Stephen Curry jumped out. So DB. I needed, man, JT, you took this away from me. I wanted to address Chris Evans, the man that I think on our last on our last. I think it was. I think it was a couple episodes ago. Yeah, maybe it was two ago. Whatever. I think I think he said something like, "This year's going to expose him, and it's going to show that without stars around him, he can't get those tough shots up." (laughs) This man just dropped sixty-two, bro. Sixty-two, and in in such an easy sixty-two. Yeah. Like. I, I don't know. You guys all watched it. Everyone just chime in. I don't know. Faraz, why don't you take it first and then send it over to uh, Chris so he could uh, he'll give <laughs> his rebuttal. So what do you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've been saying it all season that Steph's gonna Steph's gonna blow up. Like he's gonna he's gonna have a night and just gonna it's gonna be stupid numbers. Um, I thought it would be earlier. I thought he would kind of come on and prove that a little earlier. But hey, better late than never, man. Um, I think he's going to continue. I think we're going to see like a, a couple, like close to 50 point games or even 50, at least from him this season. Uh, he's the only real option on that team, man. Why not just jack up every shot? Like that's I, like legit. I think they have to go like the the Portland kind of game plan where Dame ha- is involved with every play. It, Steph's got to do that. Everything has to roll through Steph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's their only path to success right now. You know, for us, one thing to add before uh, you pass that on, though, I, I think their success is actually just as strong. I know this is going to sound weird, but just as strongly correlated to Draymond. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, as Dr- like Draymond, uh, he does the subtle things that free up stuff, right? Like, he, mm-hmm. he just creates that little bit of room for him, that little bit of wiggle room, you know, the little touch screens. And when you watch him, you think like he, he looks unathletic a little bit. He's maybe maybe out of shape or whatever, but he he helps Steph like so much, Matt. It's crazy. It's no, not even does. about what yeah. he does. Yeah, it's not even about what he's like physically doing for Steph on the court. It's his influence on the other three players as well. I Chris, when you mentioned that in the group, you're like, yo, Steph has 60 right now. I watched <laughs> the full game start to finish, and that's exactly what I noticed, DB. It's like 
he yes he you know, Draymond obviously those two play well together but like Wiseman's now starting to get a little bit more familiar he's starting to get in the right place Oubre obviously played well that game he hit four threes so I think like the actual the whole team is starting to get it a little bit more Bazemore had some good minutes that game as well and then Steph man like when he when he shoots it, the the net doesn't even move. Doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, that's unbelievable, man. Yeah. Literally oh. the greatest shooter of all time. Like, uh, oh man, it's true. hard. I thought I was gonna last more than seven games than before getting called out this season. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I I I eat my words, man. Steph proved me wrong. Steph proved the whole league wrong. Um, mm-hmm. that was by far one of the like best games individual performances is the best individual performance I've seen this season. And it's like, holy, this guy is so easy for him. Regardless of who's around him, he can still put up 60 points. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, yeah, man, yeah. that's, yeah. so I hope, I hope he keeps it up. I hope he goes MVP like Steph and just goes at it. See what happens. But I still don't know if he can lead them to a finals or even like a late playoff or, late playoff push but I'd, I'd like to see it try to happen you know your yeah. boys now that we're now that we're actually sorry go ahead justin go well i was just gonna say it's still like 90 games away to see if they can make it to the finals but um playoffs for, man, first man. Playoff yeah ex- playoff exactly goal. yeah but for steffage what i noticed was his handle so normally he's you know getting uh guarded by like a little bit bigger of a guard slash wing who can kind of uh, try to disrupt his rhythm with length, right? Gary Trent Jr., he's like 6'4", was guarding him, and he's kind of right up in his grill, and Steph was just like – he was trying to guard him like 40 feet above the basket, and he's just like, okay, goes around, help side comes, like he does a little floater at the rim. Like it was just way too easy because uh, what I noticed was his handle, man. It's crazy. <laughs> he's probably got like the second-best handles in the league, man. Yeah. I, I, I think he might have the second-best handles in the league. It's uh, Kyrie, Kyrie's number one. If you guys oh, remember, yeah. Kyrie's one. Kyrie put on a show one. today in that first yeah. half. I, I didn't get to catch it, but you said he was going to get like 100 fantasy points. So I don't even know what yeah, he, he had doing. 50 fantasy points at halftime, but he was like he nine for nine with four for four threes in the first quarter or something. Yeah, I'm not. Jesus. Yeah, Yo, I think boy. he finished with 29 points. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, boys, now that we are, we're talking about Steph and uh, Kyrie, I have a sit-start bench scenario for you guys. Yeah, sit-start bench. Start with, yeah, I want to start with JT. You got to sit one of these guys, start one of them. Uh, sorry, you got to sit one of them, start one of them, cut one of them. Sorry, I, okay. I made a little type of little mistake there. Uh, <laughs> okay. Save the DB. So it's Dame, Steph, and Kyrie, the three dudes who I think are probably the three best guard, or at least scoring guards in the NBA right now. Oof. Oof. Jesus. Current 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 level of play this season? Prime. Current well are our, our current their best they have ever were. No, consider them at their best. I okay. want you to consider okay. that. Okay. Yeah. I guess um, that would be a couple years ago. Huh. Or last night. I think or, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get Draymond too? <laughs> no. Um I think I think that's fucking tough, but I think the easiest thing for me to do is to cut Kyrie. Um, okay. And then I think I would have to start Steph and bring Dame off the bench. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I'd have to do. Yeah. Just for game management, you know, I don't know what the rest of my squad is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. BB. That's so hard, man. Even the, even the bench, like the, the cut for me is hard, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like they're all like it's just yeah. I think I would also start like, Steph. I would start Steph. Okay, no, cut that, scratch that. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start Kyrie. I'm gonna cut Dame just so, so I'm completely different than you. And I'm gonna bring Steph off the bench. Can you wow. imagine Steph coming off the bench? <laughs> Could you imagine you how good your team could come in and score? <laughs> yeah, Jesus, good point. But Dave coming off the bench, <laughs> any of them, man. I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. Either, either way, any one of them. Like Wright's like trying to guard him. <laughs> Yo, that's, that, that, 
That's unfair, man. That's actually just unfair. Yeah, that's a hard question though for us, man. Yeah. Chris, 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 I already know you're gonna cut Kyrie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll go along with Justin though. I'll start staff and bench Dame. Yeah. I think I think I would only start Dame just because he's my favorite player. But realistically, I kind of agree, I kind of agree with maybe starting stuff. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, there's no wrong answer, right? I, that's just too good, man. Yeah. That's just that's too. I, that, I was that's a really hard good. one. Yeah, yeah, that was a good question, though. That was a. Well, that was a good question. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about those Raptors? Hey, they seem to be playing very <laughs> shittily, which is nice. <laughs> Yo, <they laughs> TV, how about that? <laughs> Honestly, man, no one at work likes basketball anymore, which is. <laughs> Amazing, that. It's, it's, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing. But usually, you know, when the Raptors are doing good, everybody at every single office all around, all of Canada is talking about the Raptors, mm-hmm. right? So hopefully we don't have to hear too much of it this year, right? Yeah, yeah. the Raptors are weak, and I think other teams are noticing it, man. They're looking for uh, an easy lunch. Yeah. Raptors have mm-hmm. no depth anymore. Like they had, what, Ibaka and Gasol on the in the bigs? Now they have Boucher and... Baines? Baines, yeah, it's horrible. It's They're really like missing it. Gasol. They're really missing Gasol, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, you know, it, we're just getting a true a true vision of what Pascal Siakam is, right? I really liked him when he was... He's a G-leaguer. Well, no, come on, man. <laughs> no, he's no, an overpaid no, G-leaguer. No, no, he's a starter no, for no, sure, no, but he's, no, not, a, no, he's no. not a max type player, right? Exactly. He's no. um, 100% not a max type player. For sure. He could be your three option on a on a championship team. I wouldn't even I think that'd be a agree that he. I wouldn't even agree yeah. he's a starter on every team. Yeah. No, he's well, not. For sure, he's not. Yeah, on yeah. the Lakers, he's not because he's just, like he's just not but, like on most. <laughs> he, obviously, most depending on their team. Starter. Yeah. When you look at him. You say he's a starter in the NBA. I, I, I get would, exactly what you guys. Yeah. Would he start on right. Atlanta? Who the hell? Uh, right John Collins and Capella. Thing. No. no, maybe over Capella, maybe John Collins. And Siakam. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Run John Collins at the bit at the yeah. They could do that. Or maybe Siakam would play three. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully Freddie starts playing a little better. Norm is is not playing uh, very well right now. Also, um, there was a lot of hype around their two rookies or their two young guys, the rookie and the second year player. But um, what sucks for me in terms of fantasy is OG man can't hit a three. I think he's like in the 20% area for threes right now, especially uh, a lot of his shots are coming from the corner, which is where he excelled. So I had a lot of hype for him starting off in the season. I thought he put on like a lot of bulk, a lot of size, but uh, might've fucked up his shot a little bit. Um, DB, you want to take us through one of your questions? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Uh, let's see what I want to, I got so many questions for y'all, man. Like, Shoot, man. All day. I got questions for you guys. Okay. Okay, worst draft pick. All right, this is the worst draft pick. You get three choices. Greg Oden, Darko Milicic, or Sam Bowie. Or who? Or Sam Bowie. Bowie? Bowie? Yeah. For me, when I read these notes, I'll be honest, like I didn't watch basketball back then to know who Sam Bowie was. Um, So I'm going to say that's an okay pick. Uh, For me, Greg Oden, I think, I think, you you missed on KD, obviously, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad pick, man. Like, dude got injured. If he didn't get injured, I think he's at least an all-star, if not, like, a generational type of player. So, I'm going to have to go Darko Milicic, man. There's too much talent after him as well. It's not like there yeah. was one guy after him. There's, like, yeah. you know, all the – we know all the names, right? Um, I'm going to okay. have to go with Darko Milicic, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Chris? Yeah, it's – it was going to, like how JT said, it, for me, it was going to be Greg Oden just because you missed out on KD. And I think KD is better than what you missed out on okay. picking Milicic. So, okay, so, me, for me, me, so for me, so for me, Oden is the worst, spot, worst pay. I see, I see. Okay, good. I like that. So let, let, me, let me go rephrase it, JT, because the way I intended it to be, what turned out to be the worst pick. Oh, okay. Not, right? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, at the yeah, time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, at the time, yeah. like Greg Oden was, in my opinion, was the number one yeah. overall pick, right? So mm-hmm. I, I think he yeah. should have been the number one overall pick. So what um, turned out to be the worst? Yeah. Yeah. So if the, you put it that it, way, it, again, I still yeah, have no knowledge cool. of Sam Bowie, but I would I would go <laughs> Greg Oden. 
I would okay. go Greg Oda in then because because Detroit won a championship that year. Okay. Next year. I'm How about this sure. now? J- JC, let, let me one more yeah. time here. I'm just trying to get you to get the right answer here. Sam Bowie. <laughs> yes. Okay. So who went after Sam Bowie? Michael, I don't even know what year this is. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. <laughs> who took Sam Bowie? I don't even know, man. I don't, I, yeah. I don't remember the draft. This, this one was yeah. just off the top of my head. The ones I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. being like bad, like turning out like horribly. And, yeah. and that one for me, it's just, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, man. I jumped into my own question. So Chris, why don't you take it from here, man? You. you oh man. With- my surprise. I have two surprise so far. The Denver Nuggets two and four. Jokic is averaging a triple double, but they're losing. Um, it is weird. I thought they would do much better than they are currently. But the biggest surprise for me is LeBron hasn't sat any games. LeBron has played every single game, and he's played, I think, more than 30 minutes in every game but one. Oh, yeah. And that one game, I think it was 26. But, like, it seems to me he has something to prove this season. It's his 18th year, I believe. And I think he's like, F everybody, put some, you guys put some respect on my name, but put it on my name like this entire season. So I think he's not going to – I don't know if he's going to stay or stay keep up with this pace, but it's looking quite promising. I did pass over him in fantasy to pick Bam Adebayo in the second round. So I'm sort of a bit choked because he's LeBron's top, top five in fantasy right now because I was just worried about the sitting out games and taking rest. But who knows, man? He is the Lakers' leading scorer and assist man. So he's second in minutes played. So, I mean, LeBron, is LeBron back or is he going to start sitting once? Those fluff games happen at the end of February and March. Is he going to start sitting back-to-back? So is he going to start, what's it called, like taking a couple days off here and there just to, like, recover his body from playoffs? Or is he going to play this entire season as hard as possible, all guns blazing, just to prove something, you know? Yeah. Well, for one – he is the fifth oldest player in the league right now. That was crazy to me, first of all. Um, just turned 36. Obviously, I watched Melo play last night on Portland, so I'm assuming he's older because he went to Syracuse. But um, fifth oldest player already is crazy. But for in terms of Braun, I don't think he's been that type of guy to like really to like sit games. I don't. I don't know. You guys might be able to pull some um, examples, but I even like with the Lakers and stuff. I remember him just like making a point of playing every game. He's the kind of guy I think like his body needs that. Like he, he just needs to play every day. Maybe he won't give you like a hundred percent or Chris, like you said, maybe he'll play like high twenties in terms of minutes or something like that. But I do think we see like a LeBron James COVID protocol one week off in our future for sure. <laughs> yeah. COVID protocol. Exactly. The KD rule. The KD exactly. rule. Exactly. It's a nice week off, man. Go down to Cabo, chill. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to your point, JT, uh, I, I don't see – I mean, before LeBron used to make it a point and he used to say, I, I, like, the fans kind of pay and I don't want to sit and, you know, kind of screw over the fans. I think he said that in a couple of interviews before. Um, so, yeah, I, back then I don't think he would have. But right now, like, you know, no fans really to please. Maybe the, maybe the audience, like, that's watching on TV. Um, so maybe he'll take some more rest, especially coming off a really, really short break, right? Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think he will take more reps. So Chris, maybe Bam might not be that bad of a choice. <laughs> I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. What I notice as well is like they'll let Kuzma go down the stretch or something, and LeBron will sit up the last like six minutes, and then if it's an emergency, he'll come back in. You know, if they've already got like a twelve point lead or something, I notice a couple games like they just let Kuzma. Okay, this is your chance, right? Like when they like gifted him that game winner in the bubble, <laughs> like nothing. Nice like. <laughs> with the confidence, though. <laughs> right? Oh, 100%. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, yo, LeBron deferred to me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Faraz, you got another pick, uh, topic that you want to talk about? Yeah, I was going to talk about how good the Phoenix Suns are playing, man. Uh <laughs> So far, uh, it, it's been nice. I've managed to catch a couple of their games. Uh, I've I not watched all the way through, but at least sit through a bit of them. Um, they're good, man. They're 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 playing like dogs. They're coming out. They're fighting hard every game. Uh, Chris Paul, it seems like he's really got this group of young guys focused, um, 
which is crazy. It's usually hard to see in the NBA when you have that many young dudes for them to all kind of rally around someone and kind of buy into the system. It seems like that's what's happening. Um, it's still really early to tell, of course, uh, being only seven, eight games in. Um, but I think it, so far, Chris Paul is proving what a lot of people doubted he could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Quickly, um, too, I'm, like you said. Yeah. yeah, quickly, too. I think Cam Johnson's playing really well for them. I think they're five and one, unless they played today. I'm not sure. But they're, they were tied for... I can't remember who the other five. Oh, Philly, and uh, so yeah, other five and one team. So and uh, the game against the Clips, I I loved it because even though uh, the Clippers were up, it looked like it might be a blowout. Mm-hmm. They kind of fought back. They came back in. It got a little chippy. I loved mm-hmm. that trash talking Devin Booker was doing to him. Yeah. I'm not going to repeat what he said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm really it, man. I, it, that's that Chris Paul attitude. That's that competitor's attitude, and, and, and it's yeah. rushing off. Yeah, I think like it, the the quarantine situation is like kind of perfect for these kids. Like you said, a really young team to just like, yo, fuck, like point God, Chris Paul is telling us what to do. All we can do is stay at home or go to the gym, right? It's like, it's. I think it's a perfect yeah. opportunity for them to either like, yeah, this is not for me. I can't do it or like thrive. DB, you've yeah. been watching them too? A little bit, a little bit. We just with Faraz, uh, just catching yeah. a couple of the games. But what they kind of remind me of is like Miami last year. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah, right. Uh, not not fully, obviously, but they, they, kind of like the young guys buying into the system. Obviously, the system in Miami was already set with their coach and obviously their GM, president, all that good stuff, yeah. right? Like they're they were already set. It wasn't just like one player coming over, but the way Jimmy, I think, impacted that team, I think that's kind of what Chris Paul is doing for the Phoenix Suns right now. It's, I mean, they're looking pretty good, man, with Aiton down yeah. low as well. Like they they look good, mm-hmm. like a. Yeah, six seed, five, six seed, something like that. Yeah, I think a six seed would be great. Five seed would obviously be a, a little overachieving. Yeah. But um, yeah. did they pick up Crowder? Was that that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's nice. yeah. So they are Miami again. Yeah. Still. <laughs> <laughs> again, um, they but, wouldn't have been able to get Crowder without bringing in a guy like Chris Paul. Wow. Yeah. It, it, oh. Well, exactly, exactly. And those oh. are like two obviously tough type veterans as well. It's like Cam Johnson's a bit of a lanky dude. Booker is committed having to try to fight all those battles kind of by himself, right? Like you said, he mm-hmm. kind of got into a PG there, but now you have a guy like Crowder that can kind of step into those situations. Like, hey, yeah. listen. <laughs> all right, so let's get into this start, cut, bench. Maybe it should be start, bench, cut. Yeah, start, bench, cut. Um, this is going to be a point guard special. Jason Kidd, John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas. Old Isaiah right. Thomas. I'm going to kick it. Yeah. What's yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Old Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, old, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm just going to put some random yeah. dude that had a couple good seasons. Um, <laughs> let's let's go with the old super <laughs> – remember when you thought he was better than Kyrie? Um, yes. But let's, let's, let's move <laughs> it. I will die on that hill. <laughs> not today, though, but one day. <laughs> I'm not ready for that conversation right now. <laughs> oh, my, oh my goodness. That would not go well for you, bro. All right, let's move it over to uh, Faraz to answer this one first. Okay, okay, okay. This one's a tough one. Um, I'm cutting Stockton. As fucked up as that may sound. Um, All-time leader in assists. I start Jason Kidd. I bench Isaiah. Mm, nice. Yeah. That's nice. that one's a tough one, but just because personally I grew up watching Jason Kidd and I think I like him more. Um, I think that's that's what kind of leaned me more towards him starting. But that's tough, man. Yeah, There's three unbelievable point guards, two of which are champions. Yeah, true. Uh, poor guy, Johnny Stockton. Poor guy. Uh, yeah. It does Tito. sound crazy to cut John Stockton, but like, I think I'll be okay. John Stockton coming off my bench. Um, I think I would cut Jay Kidd and start Isaiah. I think I went okay. the opposite of you. I like Isaiah's uh, obviously uh, intensity and ball pressure. Jason Kidd just wasn't really a great shooter until later in his career when his body wasn't there anymore. So it depends what kind of Jason Kidd you're getting, you know. Prime Jason Kidd couldn't really shoot too much. So that, that's what I would go. With. Chris, what about you? Okay. 
I think it'd be start Jason Kidd, bench John Stockton, cut Isaiah Thomas. Okay. I'm not really a fan of Isaiah Thomas. I didn't really watch him or have watched highlights mm-hmm. of him in the past, but like he was a dickhead in the last dance, so he gets the cut. <laughs> well, well, I met him. I met him twice, so you know, me and him, uh, me and him are buds. Uh, okay. But JT, right, just you gotta, you gotta hear the backstory to that one of these days, bro. Yeah. One day, one day. At the club, J Kid was the original triple triple threat machine, man. The triple double machine, man. Yeah. Triple uh, yeah. double machine, yeah. That was a little before I was watching. Obviously, all these guys That's were right. Yeah. yeah. For me, um, guys, I, I I agree with Chris's list one hundred percent. I go. I I start J Kid. I go with yeah. uh, the number one assist man of all time coming off the bench. Yeah. And for almost the exact same reasons you said, not just, exactly, <laughs> yeah. just from in general, I, I've yeah. never been a Detroit fan. Right. So I, I got to cut him. I got to cut him. It's an easy cut. Man, man, John Stockton was a G. He, John he was. Stockton was a G. It's a boss, yeah, man. I love John Stockton, man. Yeah. <laughs> love John Stockton, man. He was. Yo, yo, boys, now that we're on the topic of these questions, I have one for you guys. It's <laughs> okay. not a, it's not a it's not a start bench cut. I have a little scenario, and I want you guys to pick the the player who would be most successful in this little scenario. So the scenario Ooh, okay. is end, end of the game, uh, six seconds left, enough to get one one possession, one you know you get a shot. It's an ISO play. Okay. okay. With with. Uh, who, in my opinion, uh, we can have a little quick discussion if you guys think there's a better perimeter defender. I said with Kawhi guarding. Ooh, prime Kawhi. Fair, fair. Yeah. Uh, are we in agreement that he would probably be the best? Or, I don't know. Yeah, obviously he's up there. there. Like, you're not going to get yeah, you know. You're not going to get yeah. <laughs> uh, Three guys relatively in the same era. It's who takes that shot? Who, who creates that shot for themselves? D. Wade, Gilbert, or Vince Carter? Who do you wow. take? I want to say Gilbert. Just to put it this way, it's a one-point game, so it doesn't matter what they're taking. It's a two-three. Like they're just trying to get the best shot open, like the best shot possible. Damn, that's. I want to say Gilbert because Gilbert, Gilbert can shoot from wherever. Gilbert and Vince each have five career buzzer beaters. Um, I can't Ooh. remember D Wade's number, but uh, Gilbert and Vince made it on the top ten. Well, D Wade had that one against the Warriors in like his last year. Remember, he got blocked no. by KD and then chucked it up. Right he, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he had that. He had that block, and then that like floater from the three point line. I would go. With, I would go oh, D Wade. Clutch. All yeah. clear clutch. With Gil, like, are you getting him within that eighteen months where like he was like on exactly. fire? Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. talking about. I'm talking about each player at their peak. I'm yeah. just thinking like D Wade's maybe a little bigger, maybe a little bit longer to get that shot off. Kawhi is obviously taller, I think, than all three of those guys. Maybe not mm-hmm. Vince Carter, but um, I think you need a little bit more length to get it up and over. And I think we've seen D Wade do that a ton of times. Could also maybe get to the rim, pump fake eight million times. Uh, I would have to go with D Wade. Yeah. I think D Wade and Gilbert are around the same at like six four ish, and Vince is like six six. And Kawhi's like six eight. Yeah, yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. What about you? At, at first glance of that list, Ross, it's like what stands out is Gilbert, just mm-hmm. because like what you what you think about, like you said, that eighteen months. You just think about just yeah. that guy hitting yeah. disgusting daggers from like forty feet out and just walking away, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, th- that's what stands out. But I gotta agree with you, JT. I think um, I think D Wade would be able to create a little bit of even some contact, maybe go. To, go to the, the foul line. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he has that body for it. He has a little bit more girth to him, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I think uh, Paul's, by the way. Uh, I think, uh, <laughs> I definitely think Brad's got that one. Uh, hopefully our fan out there also gets it. And uh, I think, <laughs> I, I, I think D-Wade, man, I think D-Wade has more yeah. ways to score in that, you know, in that crunch time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris, Chris, I want to say Gilbert, but actually, no, I am saying Gilbert. Um, obviously, he'd be better. He'd be better off if it was like going for three. You had to get a three to win the game. But um, I do agree. Wade is 
can body up with Kawhi and like get past them, draw a foul or take like a fade away or something like that. I think Gilbert is just strictly he'll dribble a couple of times, pull up three from like 40 feet out and dagger. So, I mean, that's probably easier. It's probably easier for Gilbert to get off his sh- game winning shot against Kawhi. I think then Wade, because Wade probably has to put in more work and especially the closer you get to the rim, the harder it is to score against Kawhi. So I think if Kawhi is trying to guard Gilbert out 40 feet from the basket, I think it'll be a bit softer just because he doesn't want to get the uh, blow by. So I, I, I think Gilbert, that's my personal choice. If I had a T-Mac, if I had a T-Mac to the list, would anyone pick him? I would go with T-Mac. Yes, I would pick T-Mac. I'll go with T-Mac right away. Yeah, I'm going to go with him over Wade too. Just, just so I, would, that, yeah, I, would, I think that's yeah. easy. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, he's probably he was probably taller than Kawhi. I think he was six, six, that's, nine, the only thing. Nine, that's the only reason I didn't want to put him in there because he's in that six yeah. nine range. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I have one that doesn't necessarily have an answer for as it's similar to yours. Um, you know how D Wade is always considered, you know, the best blocking guard or are up there with Jordan as well. But who do you who do you guys think is like the most like the best blocking point guard? gets the most blocks or just like that, that biggest threat kind of thing. Um, Cause John Wall oh, recently said John that he, he's, yeah, he's the best point guard uh, defender, most shots blocked, something like that. I was just seeing if you guys could make an argument for anybody else. I would yeah. say may- maybe at one point it could have been Eric Bledsoe, but he Marcus kind of Marcus, is he a, a point I want to say, I want to say yes. He is a good, yeah, I'd say so. I don't have any points for him, but yeah. I'd say so, yeah. From what I've seen, I'd say so. Does Marcus Mark yeah. play point guard? Yeah. I think now technically he is, but like I I still don't consider him a point guard. Point guard. I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to think all of like positions a are the guard. same now. <laughs> yeah. 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 So so in that case I pick LeBron. Done. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, it, all, like, like he can basically plays point guard. What's the difference? Right? Be honest. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's just not. Yeah, he's a point guard, too. <laughs> That's a, um, I think John Wall. I, would, I yeah. think John Wall. I didn't hear him say that. I didn't hear him say that he's the, he said he's the best blocking point guard. Something like, something like that. Best defender, best point guard defender, or he said, best. He, like, he said he's yeah. the best shot blocking point guard. There you go. There you go. Okay. Blocker is such a weird word. Yeah. 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 yeah shot blocking. <laughs> yeah. Because at first I thought he said like he's the best uh, like shot blocking guard, but then he specifically said point guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was like instantly I was like D Wade. I'm like like yeah. people like guards so, like like instantly yeah. like one of the guys that comes to mind. I'm like that guy got a lot of blocks. Like yeah. I would put him up there. Um, yeah. But. As point guard, I think he has a legitimate right to that. John Wall can come out of anywhere. I would, like, there's a highlight reel of chase down John Wall blocks, I think. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think of anybody guy. that could make an argument? Dude, I'm, I'm trying to rattle my brain right now. And, I, there's, and there's got to be someone, man. There's got to be someone we're missing. There's got to be some some dude that averaged like 1.4 blocks per game yeah. or something, right? That we're just, just well, the, not getting. The, um, I think the the all time leader in in blocks as a point guard was is is John Wall. I think um, so. In terms of analytically, I think it is him. Um, but I was just thinking of players like maybe Rondo. I mean, he's not going to meet you at the rim or something like that, but he might get those kind of blocks that like strips it, like maybe like Strip between block. your waist and, and head. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe not a shot blocker. Um, and then I was thinking the cheeky answer is Ben Simmons. Right, he's six ten. Obviously, he's yeah. uh, all defensive type player. Um, yeah. And then Nate Robinson came to mind as well. You know, he blocked Yao. Shaq. He blocked Shaq. Yeah. Shaq, yeah. He blocked, <laughs> blocked LeBron. <laughs> in the one, playoffs. yeah, yeah. One guy I think that has potential to like get in the group could, could be Lonzo if if he uh he's got the size and he's mm-hmm. he he randomly shows when he tries that you know he. He has the potential to be a good defensive player, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think he's got that the length and the and the size to to be a good shot blocking point guard. If if he wanted to, it's just that he'd have to get that timing down. That's like that's yeah. key for being a small shot blocker, like a small guy. Like that's the, your timing has to be perfect. What, exactly. What, what about that point? What about that point guard from uh, New York? What was his name? Frank Nick, 
Nilkina. Yeah, that kid was yeah. a pretty good defender for a minute. He had, he had some yeah. long arms, right? He could he That's could true, be one yeah. of those guys to get some blocks, right? Mm-hmm. Does he get much good time point. nowadays? Yeah. No, I don't. I I, I mean, again, like I, I don't think so. Yeah, Andre Barry. I haven't seen him play much. Yeah, yeah. they still have Dennis Smith yeah. Jr. Yeah. Um. You, yeah. You guys want to go one more? DB, you want to throw one more out there? Yes, I'll throw one out. Uh, I got a couple good ones, but I'm going to go with something a little bit different. Most, it's going to be another point guard question, which is kind of weird following that up. Uh, most explosive point guard in NBA history ever. So do you want, here if you guys need some, yeah. Well, do you want, do you want us to just answer or do you want to give us kind of your thought process when you're forming the question? What's explosive okay. mean yeah. to you, Dignar? Explosive, athletic, freak, um, you know, a LeBron James, but smaller, right? Mm-hmm. A guy that yeah. handles the ball smaller than LeBron James. That, that's mm-hmm. what I think of explosive freak athleticism, right? Yeah. And uh, for that, actually, you know what? I'll give you guys a little list of And I think okay. you guys will all have these same kind of players on there anyways. So yeah, mine's a tiebreaker. I already know. It's like mine's tied. Westbrook, Rose. Those are the two you're going to have a tiebreaker over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, <laughs> Nate Robinson, Bud Webb, Aaron Davis was pretty freaky, mm-hmm. like sneaky athletic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Darren Williams. Like there's a lot to come to mind. Like when in the mm-hmm. prime, they were just freaky, like athletic at some points. Right. But yeah. I think it's going to come down to two for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I think Westbrook's the obvious answer rose for the more, you know, obviously we've watched basketball since then. Um, but just like, I, I like to kind of <clears throat> think outside the box a little bit. I think Zach Levine's up there. He's not necessarily – I don't think he necessarily fits the definition of explosive, but he's definitely up there in terms of athleticism. But just, like, the amount of ground that he can cover in a quick amount of time, that's what I was kind of picturing. Like, you know, two dribbles and a fucking cram from half court kind of thing. Um, and then another guy that just came to mind as well um, would be De'Aaron Fox. Obviously, I, I, he's one of the quicker guys in the NBA. Um he has that slighter build than like Westbrook. That's why Westbrook's like so amazing is he's still like a big dude and he can do that. But mm-hmm. uh, I think De'Aaron Fox is kind of one of those guys, super explosive as well. Yeah. JT, um, yeah. It, Zach Levine, do you see him as a point guard or a shooting guard? If you actually were to think of him as like a, like a straight up, well, you I have think, to put him into one, yeah. one box or the other. Right. I think for him to actually be a, a contributing part of a successful team, he's probably your shooting guard or like six man, but uh, I know most of his career has been a point guard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Shitty teams. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Chris? What do you think? I think it's tied between Westbrook and Prime D Rose. You can't, I don't think you can go any further than that just because they're athletic, just as athletic as probably Nate Robinson, Zach Levine, Spud Webb, Baron Davis, or Baron Davis, different category, but, but they're powerful as well. Like they're not just dunking on people just to get a dunk. They're dunking and like looking to hurt you trying to dunk on them. So I think the power that Westbrook and Prime D Rose have puts them in another category than the rest of the people on that list. But I, yeah. I can't pick, I can't pick the top because it's like Prime D Rose. If D Rose was still Prime D Rose for however many years, then it would be D Rose. But I think Westbrook just the amount of beating his body must have taken just being that explosive, that, that athletic, I think that gives him the edge right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm well, on. yeah, I think, I think you just proved the answer. They both had knee injuries yeah. over the years, right? Obviously D so, Rose so many surgeries. was, yeah. Westbrook had two, two knee surgeries and he's still doing it. And he's in his thirties, him at UCLA. And like, obviously that lob, like from KD in Oklahoma city was crazy. Um, Fraz, do you have anybody different or you kind of agree? fuck man I, it's it's tough because it's they're like within millimeters of each other like I, I don't know who to, who to put ahead like like legit russ the explosiveness like when he dunks it's like he's angry at the rim like he and you know like and it shows and that's and d rose had that but not to his extent no but still there are some d rose dunks or just sometimes when he took off where it was like almost electrifying where i'm just like you're like what the fuck yeah <laughs> and like a couple yeah. of those moments yeah so that's yeah. why it's like i like i just i don't know i is Derek Rose smaller or are they the same size i would say Westbrook's bigger yeah. Westbrook's a little bit bigger i mean yeah. 
I don't know, man. Maybe a slight edge to prime D Rose by a hair. Mm-hmm. Like wow, yeah, off of a coin. Like mm-hmm. I, that's legit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think D Rose. He was more about like pure vert and trying to like avoid people and like soar. And Westbrook's like he, he's trying well, to put it on he your head through them. Yeah, Westbrook yeah. will run like, through oh, you. It doesn't matter. Oh, that's yeah. cool. You're gonna jump. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like and and like it's like and for him to like you know like. It, for him, those highlight reel dunks that he has too, it's like the one I'm picturing is he like catches it from a baseline inbound left hand dribble and crams it left hand and one on, I think it was Capella. Was that, I can't remember who that was, but it was just like, there's like four seconds left. And he was like, what the fuck? And he's just like, you know, it's that easy for me. I'm at the rim. I might as well kind of thing. That's what makes Westbrook probably win for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think we got to basically, uh, right down the middle here. I think I agree with you, JT. Um, yeah. Also, he's my favorite player, so that that helps a lot. But mm-hmm. yeah, he he's Westbrook is just somehow a little bit more like angry and a little. He seems just stronger than Eros as well, mm-hmm. right? So it looks like there's just more bulk moving in the air. Like he like he'll go through you, like you said. But mm-hmm. Eros, I think, had that quick like one step burst. That none of us had seen before that right yeah, yeah. and it was during the era that we were all watching basketball together we were all playing basketball and, and seeing that happen so it's always going to stick in our minds right so i could see it yeah, going with point. with d rose as well both both are mm-hmm. I mean, both are great choices yeah thinking of d rose there's one specific dunk that's coming to mind right now i can't remember who it was on but he bought someone going two-handed going back yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I just think of that and, and yeah. like <laughs> stupid drug. It was like fast break, obviously, right? Yeah, and it's yeah, just it like drug it. Off <laughs> two feet. I, I'm gonna go yeah. watch it. I'm gonna watch it after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's even that clip mm. of him in high school. He has like back to back of those. He gets like a he gets like a fast break one one foot like dunk on somebody, and then the next play he gets a steal and he gets an one dunk on their head. Oh, yeah. Jesus, in high school. <laughs> but that, Chris, you brought up the point of jumping off two feet. D. Rose is, uh, I think, mostly like a two-foot type jumper, right? He likes to go off two and kind of explode. Westbrook is more of a one-foot jumper, right? I think. I think that comes with age, though, yeah. D. Rose injury earlier. But it mm-hmm. seems like, maybe. I don't know, but all those poster dunks, the one that Faraz is talking about, that was before the injury, right? So, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I think it looks more freakish when it's when it's a two-foot jump, but, like, yeah. Westbrook just covers so much ground and so quickly, right? Um, but, obviously, I'm sure... He was, he was always a two-footed jumper, JT. Yeah, yeah. Even in high school, he was always a two-footed jumper. He always had exactly. that, like... And, and usually for for two-footed jumpers, are usually big men, right? Yeah. It's not usually that's the point guards where they could gather and take off like that in the paint. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it's exactly what led to his injuries, right? So um, that's probably all for today. We got a bunch of games on uh, this evening and throughout the rest of the week. So we'll catch up on uh, on the weekend for episode 16 of Hoop Session. So please subscribe, share, tell all your friends, do that good stuff. If you got any topics that we want to talk about too, that'd be fun. Uh, thanks, Cam. Thanks for stopping by to sesh with us. If you like what we're doing, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, tell your neighbor, tell your dog. Peace.